an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Oh, for crying out loud. Come on now. Good evening, everyone. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. I'm ripping my heart out. 15 minutes could save you. 15% or more in car insurance. What do you got to do? Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Oh, jeez. It's a great Saturday. First of all, it is a great Saturday night. Great night to be on the air. If you want to get, you know what, even before I get to that, it's the biggest night in Arizona football history. I mean history. Because if they beat USC, they're pretty much going to win the Pac-12 South. That's a done deal. Because if they beat USC, there's no doubt they'll beat Oregon State, Oregon, and Arizona State. They'll beat Washington or Washington State in the championship. And then we're going to go to the four-team championship. So I'm in a good mood. My heart beating like, like you wouldn't believe. Because it's only the biggest game in Arizona Wildcat football history. And right as I go on there, they go, oh, look at that. USC blocks a punt and returns it for a touchdown. You're on. I go, what? <laughs> what? Uh, oh, my goodness. Artie, I miss you so much, bro. 
Bobo's God. here. This is you guys love oh. when my team loses, don't you? No, it wasn't. You were just talking so much mess right before the game started, and about the they stopped the fourth down uh, conversion. They right, stopped, right. And then I look up again, and we blocked the kick. <laughs> it just happened to be when it was time for you to go up. Wait, I know we picked up the first down. <laughs> I was getting ready for the show. I looked down. I I knew it was uh, they they sacked him on third down. I didn't even think about watching the punt. I'm like, okay, we got to get ready. You're on in five, four, punt, block, three, two, one. You're on. I'm like, wait, no, no. <laughs> Give me another minute here to digest what happened. Oh, for crying out loud! If you want to be part of the show, you can send me a tweet. I don't even know if I want to read them tonight. Stinking genius one. S T I N K I N. Genius, G-E-N-I-U-S, and the number one, if that's not good, for, good enough for you. If you're like, no, 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 not tonight. Tonight, I've got to do it the old-fashioned way. I've got to pick up the phone. I've got to speak to this knucklehead. 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. i got to take a deep breath because I, I feel the, the negative vibes from everybody back at the studio. I know DeSager's rooting against me. He loves uh, when I'm miserable. So I know he's rooting against me. I know my whole crew is rooting against me. I know uh, I know the listeners are rooting against me too. And I know I certainly know that Chris Plank, my Sunday partner, is rooting against me. Let's be honest because I root against him. That's the type of person I am. I'm that I'm that miserable person. So Carmen's going to come back and bite me in the backside for crying out loud. All right, uh, Eminem is producing the show tonight. So we'll get to Eminem. Are you even there today, or did you just leave because you can't stand me today? It's debatable. It's debatable. Yeah. It's debatable. <laughs> yeah, because I, well, I, I mean, after around. that, after that first kick, I, I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to get through this whole two hours, man, to see oh. how this is going to be the range of emotions from you. I promise it will be the <laughs> longest two hours of your life. So it's going to drag. Like the yeah. first, the first five minutes have just been just so, just yeah. so. Yeah slow right but you are you see you don't understand and 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 for the people out there i went to the university of arizona of course we're a basketball school but to after what happened at the beginning of the year when we when we lost to what utah and um houston i, I pretty much wrote out or wrote off my season and then they make the change of quarterback and the whole thing turns around to where we're not only are we back in it this could be the biggest game in arizona wildcat history all we have to do is win this game, and we win the Pac-12 South. We win the championship as we beat Washington. We go to the, we go to the whole thing, the whole kid caboodle for crying out loud. Like, oh, I would love, I would love to have Arizona play Alabama, so we could kick their backside. Oh, I'm just dreaming now. I would love that. Give me some Alabama. Give me some Notre Dame. Give me some of that for crying out loud. I want them. That that's what I want. That's what I dream of. Oh, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. We have a lot to get to. Dan Rubenstein will join us at 20 past the hour. Who is he? Uh, He is the college football analyst for SB Nation, also a host of the Solid Verbal podcast. Got a lot of college football to get to. Obviously, we'll take a look at uh, week nine in the NFL. A Vegas runner will stop on by next hour. What are the people in Vegas saying? Which way are the lines moving? 
All that is coming up on the show. Like I said, Stinkin' Genius 1, if you want to get in, I want to get a lot of tweets. I should be getting them like I'm a rock star, for crying out loud. S-T-I-N-K-I-N, Genius, G-E-N-I-U-S, and the number one. Let me get you caught up in the games. Still going on in the top 25. Central Florida right now, ranked number 18. Finished off SMU. It was a close one, though, 31-24. So they go on to the victory. Alabama. Uh, they got a lead, not a big one, though, 24-10 over LSU. This game was 14-3 at the half, and then in the second half, all Alabama was able to do is outscore them by three. That's the field goal they've gotten in the fourth. Right now, Alabama with the ball. They're on their own 42. It's like second and seven. A little bit over six minutes left in the game, and they're holding on to a 24-10 lead. So barring anything crazy, I would say Alabama goes on to the victory. And the other big game still going on, Miami leading Virginia Tech right now. 28-10 Miami with the ball in Virginia Tech territory. So a little over eight minutes left in that one. They'll probably try to go ahead, run a little clock, and then either get a field goal or punch that one in. And the big game in the Pac-12, Washington. They were down early to Oregon at the end of the first. But right now Washington has rebounded back. They lead Oregon. The Huskies have 10, Oregon 3, still in the first half, about six minutes left, a little over six minutes left in the second quarter there. So that's the games that are still going on in the top 25. We'll keep you updated on that. Some of the earlier finals, and just to to start off at the top there, because Georgia beat South Carolina 24-10, but it wasn't impressive. I know this is a big rivalry and all, but Overall, you know, Georgia with the halftime lead at 14-7 wasn't able to pull away in the second half, but that's not going to affect them. It should still keep them at number one, and I said should still keep them because it's not like Alabama's actually putting the pedal to the metal either. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, one of the big games of the day. And, yes, we'll get to the Iowa-Ohio State game in just a a little bit, but Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, they were tied at 38 at halftime. I mean, this is why I say the Big 12 plays no defense whatsoever. I, if I was a coach in the Big 12, first thing I do, the first, the first, uh, the first, I don't know, 50 people I recruit is going to be all defense, 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 defense. I'm shutting down all those crazy offenses that you see out there, and then, and then I worry about getting myself an offense. But anyway. Big game. I think there was like 1,400 yards combined. Baker Mayfield had like over 500 yards passing on 24-36. He had five touchdowns. Very entertaining game to watch. It was 55-52 in favor of Oklahoma. They get the late, late, late touchdown to put it away. Otherwise, Oklahoma State had the ball. And I, I, I think it was intercepted on fourth down, but... For the most part, they were driving. They weren't in field goal range just yet. So they had to go for it on fourth down. They didn't get it. Oklahoma wins the game 62-52. Oklahoma sitting right there, of course, with a chance to get into that four-team playoff. Now, the big upset of the day. And not only was it an upset, it was a butt-whooping. Iowa 55-24 over the Buckeyes of Ohio State, and I believe this game was tied at 17, and after that, it was all Iowa. They absolutely blitzed Ohio State, and now the question is, what's going to happen to the Big Ten? Are they going to be on the uh, conference on the outside looking in? You know, people say it's going to be the Pac-12. I'm not so sure the Pac-12 may be on the outside looking in, and a lot will depend on the Oregon-Washington game. But now people are like, hey, what, uh, the, the Big Ten, what about them? 
How about they find themselves just short? I mean, Michigan State right now, 7-2 overall, and they could easily win the Big Ten East if they win out. Ohio State has two losses. Penn State also with two losses out there. It's only Wisconsin that's undefeated. Do they continue undefeated? Do they beat Michigan? And let's take into effect that Wisconsin has the biggest cream puff schedule I think I've ever seen in my life. So throw that into effect also. Uh, obviously, Wisconsin is going to have to win out the first time they trip up. Forget about it. It's done. I mean, what did they – out of conference, I think they had like Utah State or uh, FAU was another game. BYU, I'll give you a little bit of credit, but it wasn't a good BYU uh, year this year. So uh, they had nobody, absolutely nobody out of conference. I'm curious to see what's going to happen if the Badgers run the table because I promise you now, first loss they have, they're done. They're out of here, and they're not even going to get even sniff that top four and the playoffs. Michigan State, another upset, 27-24. And how about the delay? In this game, you could have played a whole football game in that delay that they had over three hours. They started that one at noon Eastern, didn't finish it, I think, till way past, what, six, seven hours later. This one was a fun one to watch. I was curious to see what was going to happen Uh, Once they came back out after that long delay, and I think that always benefits the home crowd or the home team. Though when they came back, that stadium was barely even a quarter full. I know people started coming back, but you could see the empty seats out there, especially in the end zone. And then when they would show the middle of the field, there there was barely anybody there, a quarter or a third filled. So any home field advantage they may have had at the beginning of the game, that was taken away when they got back. After the uh, after the uh, uh, the delay, and the reason I have to stumble is because I'm watching USC run like a 200 uh, yard touchdown. But I hopefully they'll call that back because there's a flag on the play. Jeez, this is guys, this is killing me. I can't. I'm gonna have to turn the game off. I, I I'm just gonna pull whatever little hair out I have left watching this game. Biggest game in Arizona history right now. Seven nothing. I think that 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 run is coming back. Thank goodness for that, guys, because it's absolutely killing me. We'll get to the rest of the games out there. We'll talk about Wisconsin's win over Indiana. And by the way, that was perhaps one of their best wins of the year. Uh, this game was only, uh, what, 14-10 at the half, and I'm saying to myself, hey, Indiana's looking good. They're playing at home. They're moving the ball. They seem to slow down that Wisconsin offense. Maybe they uh, pull off the upset. Maybe they go ahead and get this victory. That was one I thought that was going to happen before the game. No such luck. All Wisconsin the second half, 31-7. So uh, Wisconsin, that was probably their better victory. We'll go through the rest of the top 25 because a lot of good games, a couple of upsets. And like I said, we'll keep you updated on the games going on right now. Dan Rubenstein coming up next, college football analyst for SB Nation. We'll talk about some of the earlier finals. How does this affect the uh, four-team playoffs? Now what happens to the Big Ten? All that coming up next. I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. All right, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Good evening, everyone. Arnie Spanier right here on Fox Sports Radio. Not, not looking good for my Wildcats. At least you know what? At least I know it's going. At least I know early that it's not going to work out. That I don't have to invest the whole game. I can go after the show. I can go to bed. Don't even have to watch the second half. How lucky am I? 
Oh, it's killing me. All right, uh, let's uh, go out to the Geico Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline. Joining us now, college football analyst for SB Nation, also host of the Solid Verbal Podcast. You can tweet him at Dan Rubenstein. It's Dan Rubenstein. How you doing, Dan? I'm good. I'm right there with you. I'm an Oregon Duck, and I'm already good for the night. I'm, I'm feeling good. <laughs> hey, it's been a long time coming for you guys. I never thought I would say that. You were, you were hoping for the, the old days, aren't you, huh? Oh, it's. It's been a long time since Chip Kelly. Yeah, it's going to take a year or two to get back to a, to a fun level. Washington's just too talented, and Oregon has, you know, they, if you can't throw the ball, what are you supposed to do against a good team? Yeah, exactly. 17-3 right now, Washington leading Oregon. Let's talk about some of the earlier games today. How about the beating that Ohio State took? What did you think of that game? What does that do now to the Big Ten? And did you think it was going to be such well, n- nobody knew it was going to be such a beating. I thought there was going to be an upset, but the way Iowa took it to him, especially in the second half, it wasn't even a game. No, and especially the way Iowa played. If you had told me, like, okay, it's going to be a 17-14 ugly Iowa win. You could say, okay, I can talk myself into that. We've seen that from Iowa before. We've seen Ohio State, maybe against Michigan State, sort of crap the bet a little bit. But Iowa dropping 50 against Ohio State, a team more talented than the, than the Hawkeyes in every position, you know, and just not letting off the gas, doing it on the ground. They haven't been running all year long. JT Barrett, we thought he took a step forward last week, completing 16 straight passes against Penn State. But just... I, I can't stand the way Ohio State plays in big games. We see it week in and week out. Last week we thought we saw something new, and then they come out. They just looked flat. They look uninspired, and Iowa is happy to slaughter a giant in Iowa City. And how about that fake field goal call? That was unbelievable, huh? That was fantastic. It was, it was so un-Iowa. Just yeah. completely, they put on new uniforms and became new people. Who knew? <laughs> Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. First of all, do you like a game like this where there's no virtually no defense whatsoever? 62-52, matter of fact, it was 38-38 at halftime. Did you enjoy a game like this? Uh, I did. It was good TV. It's, there's a difference between a complete football game and an entertaining football game. And when you have quarterbacks this good, and when you watch Baker Mayfield play, he already looks like a backup NFL quarterback. He already looks like he's graduated past college defenses. And that's fine. That's fine. It's good to see somebody with that kind of command. And with all new skilled players around him, he's only gotten better. So, yes, I was okay with this game because you watch this game, you have no idea what's going to happen. You watch Alabama LSU for three minutes, and you're like, all right, Alabama's going to slowly just shove LSU's head into the sand. So at least I like the, the, the tension and the drama of this game. Uh, and went over 13 or, four, what is it, 1,400 yards combined for the two teams? I, I mean, really, and it came down the defense because did you see the interception Baker Mayfield threw when it was 55-52? I'm like, oh, my mm-hmm. goodness, what? There was, there was like three minutes left in the game or, or a little bit over two minutes left in the game. I go, why are you still passing the ball? It was like watching Breaking Bad without the mess. You just you had you had no idea. It felt like I don't. I've never done meth. It felt like it probably could have could have helped. It was Baker Mayfield was incredible. That interception was completely just game changing. It felt game changing. And then Oklahoma State goes out and goes three and out and gives the ball back. But yeah, Baker Mayfield throws for what something like a third of a mile against Oklahoma State. So I, I love seeing. I'm just I'm happy to be entertained. 
Dan Rubenstein, college football analyst for SB Nation. Uh, what a delay in that Michigan State-Penn State game. Matter of fact, you're going to fit a whole a football game in the delay. They come back out. It was a, still a back-and-forth game. This, I thought, was one of the entertaining games. They did a great job uh, stopping Barkley. I think he had like 60 or 68 yards uh, a total rushing on the ground. Uh, Michigan State gets a field goal at, at the end of the game. They, they get the victory. What is First of all, what did you think of that victory? And then we'll talk about what it means for the Big Ten. Sure. Uh, it was it felt extremely Michigan State. I mean, the delay, the bad weather, you know, Penn State coming off of a, a pretty letdown week against Ohio State, losing by one, having the chance to drive late against the Buckeyes last week and losing. And then Michigan State, it's just East Lansing feels like a place where dreams go to die, that the break <laughs> of, from the weather. Brian Lewerke is a pretty good quarterback, and we see what happens to Penn State when Trace McSorley isn't protected. They stop connecting on big plays consistently. He turned, he's turning the ball over, and they hit on a, a few of them with Deshaun Hamilton and DeAndre Tompkins, but it didn't open anything up. I think Saquon Barkley finished with zero yards rushing in the first half. That's yeah, just, yeah. He goes, they go as he goes. It's just it's not enough. Where, where are you on Wisconsin? I mean, they've had the easiest schedule I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, they got Michigan coming up. Uh, they'll have the Big Ten Championship. Where are you on Wisconsin? Uh, I'm impressed, sort of, with Wisconsin. I don't think they have a playoff caliber offense. You know, if they, they end up playing a team like Alabama or Georgia or Clemson, I think they could lose like 38-7, to I think, in a really ugly, unentertaining way. But the fact of the matter is their defense has been very good. They're getting a little bit beat up, so... I could almost see, I mean, they have, I believe, Iowa this coming week. I don't think they go through the regular season unscathed. I have too many Ooh. questions about turning the ball over on offense, and uh, they're taking hit after hit on both sides of the ball. So they're winning now, but I could see them losing next week to Iowa or the week after to Michigan now that Michigan at least sort of has a quarterback right now. All right, what does that mean for the Big Ten when it, when it comes to uh, playing in the championship? Because, I mean, if, if Wisconsin's going to lose, that's going to take away some of the luster. But could the Big Ten be on the outside looking in for a team in the 14 playoff? They could be, sure. I mean, I, I suppose Michigan State still controls their destiny within the conference. They have the loss to Notre Dame. But uh, right now it's not looking fantastic for the Big Ten. Uh, Ohio State just – God, you, you don't want to see them back in the game if this is how they're going to play once again. Uh, <laughs> Notre Dame is looking strong. Clemson getting by, you know, the other half of the ACC doesn't look great. I think we can sort of pencil in either Alabama or Georgia. And I guess if you're a fan of a Big Ten team, especially Wisconsin, start rooting against every Big 12 and Pac-12 good team, which is basically Washington and Oklahoma, I suppose, and TCU. That's what you have to do. But it's it's not looking fantastic, even if they get a team in, to do any sort of impressive damage. Notre Dame looks like, I mean, they look like they've controlled their own destiny. Whether they have Miami and Stanford, otherwise I maybe a Wake Forest, but otherwise I think they're in control and they get those wins. Obviously, they'll find themselves in the four-team playoff. Yeah, if they went out, they yeah they finish with Miami, Stanford, and uh, and Navy. They take down Wake Forest today. Josh Adams, obviously, losing him to a, a concussion-like situation, at least, is not ideal. And I, I'm still a little bit concerned if Brandon Wimbush has to win a game with his arm instead of his legs. He was sensational on the ground this morning. But, yeah, if Notre Dame wins out, if they go 11-1, and they're in and don't even think twice about it. Dan, am I, am I forgetting about Clemson? Am I supposed to say? I mean, they win today. What a, first of all, that was a tough battle against NC State. I mean, because of all the upsets and all the big games, we've put that. That didn't even make the top five games and on a Saturday. Yet that was one of the more important ones. And they had the battle there late in the game. And, they get the 38-31 victory, and I should pay more attention to Clemson. 
Yeah, it was. I mean, NC State is totally a good team, especially on offense. Ryan Finley had a nice day, he threw a couple picks, but he was he was efficient for the most part, and they they handled Clemson's offense uh, pretty consistently. The thing with Clemson is we don't know about Kelly Bryant's health. I mean, he, he looks healthier and healthier every week, and they finish out the schedule in kind of a tricky way. I mean, they have South Carolina, who gave Georgia a little bit of trouble today. They have Florida State, which we shouldn't anticipate being all that tricky, but you know, <laughs> you never know with the talent there. So. Clemson is, is quietly chugging along. We'll see what happens. They've already beaten Virginia Tech comfortably. Uh, Miami poses a lot of interesting problems, but it, it doesn't seem like Miami's up, what, about 17, 18 points right now, and they're going to close it out in any second here. So Miami's really the only trouble if that happens in the ACC championship game, which is looking like it will. And, yeah, Clemson's just happy to be under the radar, I imagine. You know, this was a was this an opportunity for Alabama to jump ahead of Georgia because Georgia only won twenty four ten, or that these scores are insignificant as long as you win and survive in advance. It's a chance, certainly, yeah. And Alabama has looked very good, and LSU has screwed up situations, and LSU looked like they're going to move the ball well enough. And beating LSU by fourteen points at this point in the season, they're a top twenty team. It's impressive. It was at home. They took care of business. They they sort of shut the door at every conceivable moment. Yeah, I think there's a chance it'll happen, but. Uh, they both win by the same score against, you know, Alabama has a slightly better opponent. I, I don't think there's enough probably to move it. Uh, but luckily, Georgia, I believe, has Auburn this coming week. So if you want to talk about a game that will shuffle things around, that's probably what you're looking for. Yeah, he's Dan Rubenstein, college football analyst for SB Nation, host of the Solid Verbal podcast. You could tweet him at Dan Rubenstein. Dan, great job, buddy. A pleasure. Appreciate it. We'll definitely do it again. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Hey, thank you. Anytime. All right, take care. Dan Rubenstein, everybody. Just breaking down what's going on uh, in college football. My Wildcats, guys, have been extremely lucky. USC has been chewing up yardage like it's going out of style. I don't know why, after running the ball like it seemed like a million times in a row and getting down to inside the, what, five-yard line, they decide to pass. Arizona picked it off, and now Arizona coming back the other way, still only 7 nothing USC because of a block punt. So that is the latest on uh, what is going on with uh, USC and Arizona. Good to have Dan Rubenstein on. Yeah, I said this. The Big Ten may be on the outside looking in. I mean, think about that. The Big Ten could be missing, and, and the Pac-12 also could have a team gone. And I want to talk about that because what kind of damn playoff can we have when you have two of the better conferences, not even have a team represented in this four-team playoff. Something's not right here. But I know DeSager's going to want to come on in here and tell you mm-hmm. how happy he is because my uh, <laughs> Arizona Wildcats are losing. No, nobody around here is as happy to see your team lose as you are to see anyone else's team lose. Yeah, I, well, I know Plank. Hates when I do that. He just hates my guts when I do that. <laughs> uh, Arizona's been sacked to end the first quarter. So, yeah, yes, I saw that. The Coliseum. That. It's only 7 nothing SC after the first quarter. Top 25 matchup. You know, Arnie, the Tucson newspaper did at some point in recent years list the greatest games in Arizona football history. Number oh, one. Let me, let me guess. Let me, would it be the victory on the road in South Bend against Notre Dame? It was, no, that was in the top five. But, no, it was beating Marcus Allen at number one USC in 1981. The game that I thought of was when they dominated the great Nebraska team of about 20 years ago in the Holiday Bowl. They also listed when Arizona shut out the Miami Hurricanes in the 90s. In oh, the yeah, Fiesta yeah, I remember Bowl. that. I remember that. So there have been great moments in your Arizona yeah, but history. Yeah, this, this is, we were the only Tonight team. may not be one of them. 
We're the only team in the Pac-10. Well, you can't have Utah and Colorado, but we've, we're the only team out of the original teams to never have won it. Never gone to the Rose Bowl. Never. Not once. And, and now once we win it, we'll go to the 14 playoff. We won't go there. You know, you mentioned it's possible the Big Ten and Pac-12 get shut out yeah. of this so-called Final Four for football. That would mean a great Rose Bowl again. We had a phenomenal Rose Bowl last year with SC and Penn State. Washington is ranked 12th in the country. They have one loss. They are leading the late game on FS1 right now at halftime. Husky 17-3 over Oregon. And Dante Pettis with an NCAA record ninth return TD. You know, Dante Pettis's father, Gary Pettis. Gary Pettis. The former American League outfielder. Angel. Got a World Series ring as an Astros coach this week, by the way. Not a bad week for the family. Number 10, Miami still undefeated after whipping Virginia Tech 28-10. The game next Saturday night. Notre Dame at Miami. Looking forward to it. Notre Dame, by the way, today at home beat Wake Forest 48-37. The Irish had over 700 yards of offense and no turnovers. Number two, Alabama beat LSU again 24-10. Number one, Georgia over South Carolina 24-10. Clemson held on 38-31 at NC State. Oklahoma wins 62-52 at Oklahoma State. Iowa with the upset of Ohio State 55-24. And Michigan State State with the field goal final play to beat Penn State 27 to 24. The game on Fox TV winding down at Michigan. They had a weather delay at the start. Michigan only three and two in conference, but they're going to win tonight. It's 33-7 late against Minnesota, which is going to fall to one and five in conference play. Missouri was 0 and four in the SEC, but defeated Florida. 45-16. Embarrassing. It was. Embarrassing. And they start yet another different quarterback for the Gators. It hasn't mattered for seemingly five to ten years who's been a quarterback <laughs> for that program. Texas Tech is now 1-5 and five in conference. It lost at home in overtime to Kansas State. And Baylor was 0-8 this season, but it got to play winless, or excuse me, a one-win Kansas team that's now 1-8. Baylor whipped them 38-9. to And yet again, a game that's on TV proving there are too many channels. Back to you. I think Tebow should be the coach. You, you know, could he do worse? I don't know. What You know, it wouldn't make a difference. Whatever he would do, I would just watch. Anyway, it wouldn't I'm, because he would need a quarterback, which is what yeah. they've needed. It's like when Rick Neuheisel, a Rose Bowl winning quarterback, became the UCLA coach, and he never had a quarterback, and they never went anywhere. Do do players – I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of really great players that were really, because Magic Johnson was a coach. Not a good Larry one. Larry Bird was a coach. Very good the, one into the finals. Yeah, no, but Steve overall, Spurrier was a good player and a great coach. Well, Steve Kerr, my buddy Steve Kerr, went to high school and college. There you with. go. And Golden State just dominated the third quarter at Denver tonight. The Warriors won tonight. What are the odds of uh, Steve Kerr ever calling me up on the show? Just out of the um, they are increasingly large as the weeks pass. Yeah, so zero. Slim and none, and Slim is going out the a door. Better chance of Arizona dominating this game at the Coliseum tonight. Ouch. Uh, DeSager will join us later on to see if I'm suffering about this uh, Arizona-USC game. Uh, You know, we were just talking about that. What happens if the Pac-12 gets shut out? And very well could. I mean, Washington does have one loss. Uh, Think about that for a second. So let's say, and Washington is uh, number 12. So let's say Washington wins out and loses the Pac-12 championship. They're out of it then. And whoever comes out of the South, whether it's USC already has two losses, or maybe Arizona can't climb the ranks high enough uh, because they're, what, at number 22 right now. So the Pac-12 finds itself shut out. The Big Ten finds itself shut out because the Big Ten, right now, all the teams in the northern half of that division all have two losses. So 
you could, I guess, cross out Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State. I mean, all two losses there. Uh, only Wisconsin undefeated, and who knows if they even get by Michigan, yet alone beat whoever they have to play in the Big Ten Championship out of the East. So the Big Ten and the Pac-12 could be shut out. What kind of playoff is this when the winners and representatives from the two major conferences, and let's be honest, conference two and three, the SEC, SEC is still king, but these are the next two best conferences, and we're not going to have a representative? Because the conferences were so hard that they knocked each other out, and now we're not going to have a team, you know, worthy enough of going to this four-team playoff? Sounds bogus to me, which is why. Look, I got to give the committee credit enough that we got the four. Now we got to go to eight. Now we got to say, okay, the winner of the SEC, the winner of the Pac-12, the winner of the Big Ten, uh, the winner of the ACC. Okay, and I'll even throw the Big 12 in there. Those five get automatic, uh, uh, you know, uh, invites to the four, uh, to the 18 playoff, and then you get the next three best teams, whether it's Notre Dame or maybe some of the teams that have lost in their conference championship, which is really the only fair way to do it. But we're going to keep it in four, which is fine with that. But how happy is everybody going to be when you have an SEC representative, when you have Notre Dame, when you have maybe let's say Clemson or something like that? And you're going to get a, maybe another, what, SEC team in Georgia? So you'll have two SEC teams. And what happens when they play in the championship? What happens when somebody loses at the end of the year? I'm going to be curious to see how this whole thing's going to play out, especially late. Uh, Stink a genius one, S-T-I-N-K-I-N, genius, G-N-I-U-S, and the number one. If you want to go ahead and get on through, as the Sager told you, the late game's pretty much just wrapping up Alabama. Not impressive today. Uh, Jalen Hurts didn't even throw the ball over for 200 yards. you got to wonder, what would they do against a team with a, a, a damn good offense, like uh, Oklahoma State or in Oklahoma? You're wondering if they would be able to go ahead and match them point for point, if they would be able to move the ball up and down the field like some of these other teams like there that, that have all the offense, or is defense still king? And that the Alabama defense would shut them down like crazy. Oklahoma State has lost, and pretty much look miserable when they've had to go against a pretty much upper-notch defense out there. So what's going to happen then? And what is going to happen to Miami? I just have no belief in this team. Good victory over Virginia Tech, 28-10. Defense stepped up. I, I just don't see it. I am waiting for them to get knocked from the unbeatens because, what was it, Wake Forest the week before? I mean, they were not impressive. They've not been impressive for a couple. They, they barely beat Georgia Tech, I think, was one of the games also. Maybe it wasn't Wake Forest. It was Georgia Tech was the game I was thinking about. But, oh, and North Carolina was the game before. Well, now they're going to go ahead and start playing some of the big boys. Let's see what they do against Notre Dame. That's the big game next week, Miami and Notre Dame. I expect Notre Dame to just blitz them, to just go ahead and just run all over them. I don't buy this team. I don't think they're worthy. I think they've had a real easy schedule, and I think it's going to come back now and bite them in the backside, okay? You're not playing in Arkansas State, okay? You're not getting something like that. You're not catching Florida State on their bad year. By the way, you barely beat them for crying out loud. This is the last chance for them to get stumbled because they have Virginia after that, and then they're on the road to Pittsburgh. Two games they'll probably win unless they lose in the championship to, let's say, Clemson or something. I got to hope Miami gets stumbled up, that gets tripped up somewhere along the way, and 
This is the week to do it. It's the game against uh, Notre Dame. So that's the big game next weekend. And Notre Dame just prime. I got to tell you, much more impressed with Notre Dame and what they've been able to do this year. Didn't see that coming. I thought they'd have a much better year. Didn't think they'd be dominating the way they've had. They've had some good victories. So we'll see what happens in that one. Stinkin' Genius 1, if you want to go and get on in, S-T-I-N-K-I-N, Genius, G-N-I-U-S, and the number one. Like we said earlier today, uh, and there was a lot of great games. I mean, I was shuffling around. The whole three-hour-plus delay in the Penn State game totally ruined all my TV watching, but it kind of helped a little bit. I mean, once the earlier games finished, I went back to the Penn State game, uh, got to watch a whole second half of that. While that one finished out, the other games were getting to halftime or just starting the second half, so it worked out a little bit. But you're always like, when are they going to start this thing? I can't believe it was a whole three-hour delay, and I thought it was going to go ahead and help Michigan State. Uh, Not so much with the crowd. Like I said, the crowd just dispersed. I thought they were going to come back and get rowdy again. They bailed. And you know what? I don't blame them. Who's going to wait through a a three-and-a-half-hour delay when they tell you to get out of the stadium or get underneath the stadium and say, okay, go back to your seats? I would have left also. I said, I'm out of here. I'm not going to sit here in the rain or sit underneath for three-and-a-half hours. They came back. There was barely anybody in that stadium. So give Michigan State credit, uh, staying, uh, you know, focused. And coming up with that victory with the little crowd that they had, it certainly, you know, uh, was a loud one. And they get the field goal at the end of the game, come up with a big victory there. When we get back, let's talk to DeSager. Let's see how these late games are going. Is my Arizona Wildcats hanging tough with USC? The biggest game of the night. What's going on with Washington and Oregon? And we do have some news going on, uh, some news and notes to get to also. So all that's coming up next. I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. All right, great news, everybody. There's a quick way you can save money. Just switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. I get some tweets here, like Sean says, hey, when did the U play Wake? I corrected myself. I said North Carolina, did I not? So back off. And, of course, boy, the U people are all over me. Like Grove says, oh, it's all about the U. I hope Arizona loses out. Of course you do. As DeSager said, that was one of our better victories in franchise, in uh, what uh, football histories when we beat Miami. Shut him out for crying out loud, to Sager. Fiesta Bowl it was. And we can update a touchdown USC. It's 14, 14-3 over I'm Arizona. I'm down. I'm third and 10, they gave that up. <laughs> Mid-second quarter. So Sam Darnold with one TD pass to go with the one interception. And the second half is underway on FS1. And already 12th-ranked Washington has scored again. So an extra oh. point will make it 24-3 over Oregon. A reminder for everyone, 2 a.m. daylight savings time comes to an end. The late game at Fox. You like that, by the way? You like when we do that back and forth? I do, living on the West Coast. Yes, I do. I don't mind it at all. Uh, I'm not a farmer. I don't have problems with my cows in the morning of the sun coming up late. No, it doesn't bother me. You know, all these years we've been working here, it's always uh, Jonas that has to do the extra hours. The overnight. That's right. We go backwards an hour here, fall back. Someone is... Maybe Jonas. Sucker! <laughs> Working one extra. Go. Well, I remember Ben Maller. It used to be that way for many years here at Fox Sports Radio. Wow. I bet you would cry. i got to do an extra hour. It's just not fair. I don't, you know, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't think he sounds oh, yes, exactly, he like, exactly that. Okay. like that. Exactly like that. By the way, i got to give kudos to one Ben Maller because the first no. two games of the World Series, he also was at Dodger Stadium, as was I. He was a few rows away from me. Oh, you mean when I gave you those nights off? Uh, yeah, when you didn't have a show. Thank yeah. you. You're uh, 
<laughs> ben Maller on both nights walks past me and he's holding a stack of those huge pretzels you buy at the concession stand. <laughs> and he holds it up, says, you want one? Two nights in a row, I get a big pretzel from Ben Maller. Way to go. Woo! This is what I miss not being in L.A. This is what, see, that's what I got to do. I'm, I'm by myself here on the East Coast. I mean, geez, I miss you guys. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, well, it's a little one-sided. But, yes, yeah, so we ah, were both wow. <laughs> at the World Series. And it, the second thing it made me thought of, A, thanks to Ben, but it's made me think of, wait a minute. He's holding all this food, and it's all pretzels. I think he spent all his meal money just on yeah. pretzels. I think he's not having an actual dinner tonight. I think he's cornering the pretzel market <laughs> is what he's trying to do. Yeah, bought him out. But it was fun. It was great. Anyway, the late game on Fox TV uh, after the weather delay at the start at Michigan, the Wolverines did win 33-10 over Minnesota. Arizona State in danger of falling to 4-5 and five this year. They're losing at home to Colorado late third quarter, 27-17. And San Diego State is dominating at woeful San Jose State tonight. It's not even halftime. 35 nothing Aztecs, so San Jose State will be 1-9. and UTEP is 0-9 after losing at Middle Tennessee 30-3. Oh, they're the worst, UTEP. I, they're just horrible. BYU is horrendous this year. It's, wow, uh, Brady Papinga, slow down. Uh, they are awful. 2-7, and seven, and they deserve to be. Uh, they're only down 10-3 mid-second quarter at Fresno State among the late games tonight. There was a snow game on TV tonight, Arnie, at Wyoming. There was a, very, a lot of wind at the beginning, torrential rains after that, and then plenty of snow for the rest of the game. They had to scrape the lines or you wouldn't have seen them. It was that kind of snow game, and Wyoming came back to beat Colorado State 16-13. But Boise State's 5-0 and in the Mountain West yeah. after beating up Nevada. Northwestern has played an overtime game three straight weeks and won all three. They won in overtime at Nebraska today. Arkansas got a break on the schedule, you'd think, going up against Coastal Carolina, which yeah. is now 1-8. and eight. Arkansas's victory was 39-38 over what Coastal Carolina. Happened? Wow. I didn't even know it was Brett Bielema continues to be overpaid by a long, long shot. The Old Dominion game was a 6-0 final against Charlotte. I saw that. Apparently just one woman on the field named Charlotte. It was 11 (laughs) against 1 and still a 6-0 final. No, University of I Charlotte. I want my money back. They should give people their money back for 6-0. Charlotte is 1-8. and eight. They had eight first downs, eight punts in the game. Wow. South Florida is 8-1, and one, though. They'll be playing undefeated Central Florida to end the season. South Florida won at Connecticut today, and Central Florida went to 8-0 and oh with its win at SMU. Baylor, I'd mentioned, was winless until they got to play Kansas and won easily today. Illinois lost their 0-6 in conference. Oregon State lost their 0-6 in conference. Yeesh. Florida State was 2-5 and for the season, but did edge Syracuse 27-24. Rice football is 1-8. and They lost badly at UAB, which had no football program right. until this year. Rice lost 52-21. And I must mention wow. the Army football program. It is 21-0, right? 21-0 win at Air Force. First time Air Force has been shut out in 25 years. Army is 7-2, and two, and they won a game without attempting a single pass today what? at Air Force. How many they, times did they run the ball? They, all of them. It was like 70-something? Zero. Well, yeah, it's usually 60 to 80 plays in some of those college games. No wow. pass attempts. Zero for zero through the air, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if I would like that, though. As a throwback. As a recruit huh? or as a fan? I, know, I was watching it on TV. I don't know if I'd like that. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, when Trump won the election last year and so the president-elect went to the Army-Navy game. And it's like he didn't know anything about them or about college football because they interview him at halftime. He says, well, it's." Uh, they say, what do you think of the game? 
And he says, well, at the football's not very good, but they're trying hard. <laughs> it's like, have you never seen a service academy play? How many five-star recruits uh, are you expecting in an Army-Navy game, for crying uh, out loud? Thanks a lot, mm-hmm. Steve DeSager, everybody. As we're wrapping up, hour number one, Vegas runner going to join us uh, at about 20 past the hour. We'll see what Vegas is saying for, uh, what is it, coming up? Week nine of the NFL. We'll finish up the recap of college football. We'll start getting you uh, updated on what uh, get you ready for tomorrow's games in the NFL. And there's some monster, monster games as we now start the second half of the season. So we'll touch on that. Got some news and notes to get to. I want to talk a little bit about Jimmy G. All that right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, everybody. Good evening as you're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Did you guys know that 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? What do you got to do? Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Look, Look how bummed out I sound. One hour ago, I was pumped up. I'm talking about it's being the biggest game in Arizona Wildcat history. Oh, stop that. One hour later, Arizona down 21-3 to USC, and uh, it's all she wrote. You can hear it in my voice, too. I'm just, like, bitter. And the boss tells you, you can't let, uh, let your feelings and if you're having a bad day affect you on the air. And I never do, except when my team loses. And I'm on the air, and i got to deal with this. I'm the only one that's got to deal with stuff like this. When my team is playing the biggest game in, in football history for Wildcats, and now they're down 21-3, still six minutes left in the uh, first half, which means uh, more for USC to just add on. I mean, they're just I have a question. taking up uh, chunks of yardage. What do you want, Bobo? What's going on so there? You said you never bring your emotion on, like, to the microphone, right? Well, the, you know, Unless, like if I'm, if I'm fighting with my wife, I never come on crabby or something like that. But you like said that. you never, but then your next breath you said, unless my team is losing, which right. means you do. Only when my team is losing, but though. that means, so you can't say never. Well, okay, which is all the time is my team never wins. Okay, is that what you're saying? It, my New York Knicks haven't won in how many years? Exactly. So, so, so I've been crabby for all those years. How I mean, I'm a that? Laker fan. I've been crabby for about four years now. So, oh, I mean, look at you, know. you. Four years. I died just to be crabby for four years. I already realized my Knicks are never going to win a championship again uh, during my lifetime. It's it's over. As I'm, long as you know that. Yes, I do know that. I've I've, I've <laughs> got and I've come to grips with it. I've come to grips with it. Every every year I'm going to throw a New York Knicks uh, party because I know we're never going to win. Even though being four and four this year, I, I I feel like it's you know like we won a championship. I'm shocked. I didn't think I thought we were going to go oh. Oh, and 82. But that's that's enough for the Knicks. I, I want to say this. I want Two shout-outs. First of all, happy birthday to Brian. No. Turns 40 or is 40 today. Um, I'm terrified when I turn 40, so I'm a little nervous about that next year when I become 40 years old. But happy birthday to Brian. No. Damn, you don't age well. What, 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 what do you mean I don't <laughs> age well? You're going to be 40 next year. You do not age well. Wait a minute. I want you all. to know people say I look like um. 28, 29 years old. What people? No people. What, no, and not blind people. people. I'm need, talking about people. I was about to say, like, maybe uh, Ray Charles or something. No, so, no, no. The, the boss thought I was living. 32 years old. I I have silky smooth skin all the time, too. So that, that helps me. That I don't have, the, like, the crow's feet or anything like that. I, I do look a lot younger uh, than I uh, – stop that. Uh-huh. I know Brian No looks a lot younger than he is, but he's 40 years old, so uh-huh. – what? That I agree know, with you. That I agree with make you. Make me Brian feel bad about myself. I don't care. And congratulations uh, to the Houston Astros winning the World Series. 
Uh, look, you certainly deserved it. You fought that. back through every bit throw of adversity. That. You're just going to throw that in my face. I know, and I know, look, the people in Los Angeles don't want to hear that. Hey, uh, hey Mayor, but, look, the score is 21-3. to <laughs> I know you guys didn't want to hear yeah, that. Well, yeah, what's that about the Dodgers? Yeah, 21-3 <laughs> USC, yeah. You know it was one of the all-time great World Series. I'm sure both teams are going to be no, back. it was great. It was great. It was. It was, it was a lot it was of fun. Great. It was great, but, man, did, don't you guys think we deserved a better Game 7 than what we got? Like oh, that, absolutely. It, it, was, absolutely. It, it, it was over in the second inning. Like, it, it, I just felt bad for everybody who enjoyed how great of a World Series it was because we we were here last week for Game Four, Arnie. I know you were on the air for Game Five. I was right. in the building as an editor. That was the most fun I've had covering any sporting event, and I've been doing this in this business for four years. That was just an unbelievable baseball game on Sunday night in Game uh, it, Five. It, it was fantastic. It was a great series all the way through. I I, I wish we would have had a, a better Game 7. And, and really, after the first three innings, that's where it was lost for the Dodgers. They had their opportunities to get back. And not to get all five runs back, but to chip away, get two or even possibly three or four runs. I mean, they they had their chances. But, you know, congratulations to the Astros. Congratulations to the Dodgers also having a fantastic season. Um, remember, it's it's been a long time for them also. So, uh, hey, both teams will be back. They'll be back around. And especially the Dodgers, they're deep in pitching. And uh, just was one of the better all-time World Series I've ever seen. So at least it was enjoyable. At least we got that out of it. All right, uh, real quick, just wrapping up the top 25 in college football today. Uh, obviously, there were a couple of upsets. I just want to go through them real quick. Uh, one of them happened to be Michigan State over Penn State. Obviously, there was a long delay in that one. Great game to watch. It even had the yardage throughout the bad weather. Uh, back and forth game in this one. Michigan State gets down in field goal range, kicks a field goal at the end of the game. Uh, they get it. They win it by three. They are now 7-2 overall as well as Penn State now drops their second straight game. And i got to tell you, a little uh, not disappointed, that's not quite the word, but head coach uh, of, uh, of Penn State, uh, Coach Franklin, was talking after the game. Uh, James Franklin said, well, the team needs to handle distractions better. I'm not sure what he's talking about. I thought Penn State uh, put up a great game. And, yeah, they were favored by, what, six or seven. But I thought that was crazy to, you know, go into, you know, Lansing and to win a game like that. That's always tough. And they battled and had to come back to a three-and-a-half-hour delay. And, I mean, geez, that always benefits the home team out there. And even though the crowd didn't come back for the most part in the second half, uh, I don't know what he's talking about, the distractions. I thought it was a great game, played both game, uh, both ways around. So, uh, unfortunately, they somebody had to lose, and it was going to be them. Uh, both teams now with two losses. And uh, the other big game, Iowa, 55-24 over Ohio State. Got to tell you, a little disappointed that we've not gotten tweets uh, from Ohio State fans out there. This was a butt-kicking. I thought maybe the game was going to be closer than we expected. Uh, I thought maybe Iowa had a small chance of pulling off the upset, but to win it 55-24 in the fashion that they did and score, what was it, like 28 unanswered in the second half? Buckeye fans, now you're 7-2. and two. Now you've got all three teams in that half of the conference in the Big Ten, all with two losses. And now we're going to see what Wisconsin is going to do. I believe they got Michigan also coming up. Otherwise, I don't believe in Wisconsin. Also, we mentioned this. The Big Ten could be on the outside looking in. Them and the Pac-12 could have no representatives in this four-team playoff. But big victory by Iowa. I mean, that was – I haven't remembered an Iowa victory this big now. 
Remember when they were going undefeated and they lost the last couple of games? This time, they're no fraud. Big victory uh, for the Hawkeyes. And want to see where the Buckeye fans are on this one. They certainly got their backside handed to them. Right now, uh, this is still going on. Arizona trailing USC. And, of course, Arizona will not ever, ever, ever uh, get a break. So I'm, I'm just getting aggravated about that. All right, that pretty much wraps up one other game I didn't get to. TCU 24-7 over Texas. I thought it would be a little bit closer. TCU did get the late touchdown. Otherwise, it was a 17-7 game. You know, Texas scored in the second. They couldn't muster any other offense. Not that this TCU defense is overwhelming or anything like that. Texas, again, it's going to be another 500 year for them. And uh, you're wondering, when are they going to go ahead and take the next step? And I didn't bring up Wisconsin also. Their big victory over Indiana, perhaps their most impressive victory to date. Uh, because, again, this was going to be a tough game going into Indiana. It was a tied game, I believe. It was uh, actually was 14-10 at halftime. And you knew that Indiana was going to have a big second half, but they couldn't come up with it. I'll give uh, Wisconsin credit. Big pull away in the second half. They win it 45-17. That's pretty much it for uh, what's going on in this week of college football. Like I said, two games going on in the other big game. Washington just crushing Oregon. What happened to the Oregon Ducks of old? 31-3. to Imagine Washington being on the outside looking in. Is that even possible? Can Washington win out and then win the Pac-12 championship and not go to the four-team playoff? How how disgusting would that be? You want to talk about, you know, going crazy. Husky fans would go ballistic if something like that actually happened there. And that's a possibility, too. Pac-12, they've had, I mean, USC's had their losses. My Arizona Wildcats had their losses. Not sure really what's going there. Oh, and William tweets it. Hey, what about the Georgia Bulldogs? You really called this one, right? Georgia 24-10. Hey, Georgia, another victory survive in advance. I wasn't going to say it was pretty. I will tell you this, though. Overall, it's not going to affect things because Alabama didn't have that big of a victory either. They didn't cover. They kind of skated, not skated by, but they... They did what they had to do against LSU. They didn't look overall impressive. So it's still going to be Georgia in the number one slot, Alabama in the two slot. Uh, Notre Dame had a good victory. So, again, the big game next week is going to be Notre Dame in Miami. I'm curious to see how that one will all play out. That's obviously going to have big implications on uh, what's going to happen in the four-team playoff. All right, Stinkin' Genius 1, if you want to go ahead and get on in, S-T-I-N-K-I-N, Genius, G-E-N-I-U-S, and the number one. Also, week nine of the NFL, looking forward to that one. Jets already won on Thursday night. So, you know, I thought the Bills were ready to turn the corner. I'm saying to myself, a victory here. They go 6-2. and two, Boom. All of a sudden, they're in a great uh, place to get in the playoffs after not making it since 1999. And then they put up a stinker like that. If you give up 34 points to the Jets, you have no business. No business being near the playoffs. It goes to show you week to week. You never know what's going to go on in the NFL. But monster games. And I got to tell you, what happened to Deshaun Watson? Absolutely devastating. I mean, this kid was about to have a a rookie of the year season. Just go ahead and just look fantastic. And just, I mean, what a learning experience. It was just nothing but an upside going ahead from here on out. And then tears that ACL on a non-contact drill. And he wasn't even going full speed, they say. 
wasn't even going full speed. And he goes ahead and rips that ACL. I heard about that during the week when I was on the air locally, and I'm like, oh, no. How horrible is that? I'm curious to see how that's going to affect uh, their offense. And obviously it's going to affect it big time, but I'm wondering how much they're going to go ahead and stumble out of the gate offensively uh, because of that injury. But terrible, terrible injury uh, down there for the Houston Texans. Obviously he's out for the rest of the year. We're going to come on back, talk to Vegas runner. We'll go live to Las Vegas. Which way are the lines moving? Which way do the pros go? Which way are the Joes going out there? We'll talk about a little bit of the NBA lines. Lots to get to with Vegas Runner. That's coming up next. I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. All right, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? What does it mean? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Looks like they're going to go to the half. I shouldn't jump the gun here because there's still 30 seconds left. But USC Arizona looks like they'll go to the half 21-6 in favor of the Trojans. All right, we're still in it. It's going to take a miracle in the second half, but we're still in it. Let's go out to the Geico Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline. Joining us now, uh, you can check him out at TheBigMoves.com. That's TheBigMoves.com. Uh, you can also tweet him at Greek underscore Gambler. That's Greek underscore Gambler. It's our Vegas insider. It's Vegas Runner. How you doing, Vegas Runner? Never better, Arnie. Thanks for having me. Big night in UFC. The dogs are barking as two new UFC champions have been crowned. Both underdogs got the money in the NBA. Arguably the two best teams, according to Vegas, Cleveland and Golden State are a combined 6-13 and 13 against the Vegas number, which goes to show you the spread becomes a great equalizer in sports as the Celtics are 8-1 and one against the spread, Sixers 7-2 and two against the spread, Detroit 7-2 and two against the spread. Those are the kind of squads making money early in the NBA. And then in college football today, Arnie, big day for the, the wise guys. Betting syndicates cleaned up, and uh, books will be okay with that because the public did bad. And this is kind of that time of the year when the wise guys really start to do damage as the, the college season closes down and, and the bowl season comes up. They really do well in college football, so that kind of is expected. And uh, big day in NFL tomorrow, that's for sure. What were some of the bad beats in college football today? First of all, we had some major upsets. Look what Iowa did to uh, Ohio State. What kind of money line did we look at that one, huh? Yeah, for sure. more importantly, with the Iowa-Ohio State, you know, Ohio State's one of those teams that the wise guys, you know, were in love with all year. And they weren't lowering their power rating. They were expecting, if anything, for the rankings to catch up with how strong they felt Ohio State was. In fact, Ohio State would have been a favorite um, on a neutral field against anybody except wow. Alabama. Uh, yeah, for sure, for sure, Arnie. Um, and they were about minus 1,500 on the money line today. It went as high as that. Um, wow. So you're getting about 10 to 1 on Iowa on the take back uh, for them. So a nice little return there. Penn State also lost on yeah. the money line. Uh, they were only about a 3-1 to one favorite on the money line because they were about double-digit, around 10-point favorite. But not surprising there. You know, that's the dream crusher every time. Once a team loses that first game, Arnie, y- y- the following week, more times than not, you want to fade them because they have that dream of, of playing in the big game, of, of going to the playoffs. Uh, but then you get that loss, and it's tough to get up and play the next week. So I was surprised to see that line kept moving. I mean, 
bet, people were betting Penn State as if you know they, they still were trying to get into the playoffs, and they, they they was over once they lost Ohio State. What were you and some of your buddies sitting out there in Vegas over the Lane Kiffin comments? Did you see that? I love it. I mean, what do you <laughs> it, honestly, I'm just happy it's starting to, to where it's, you could talk about it. I mean, it, it, it's about time, Arnie, that, that yeah. people are talking about it. So, you know, it, it's, it's funny. It is what it is. All right, let's, let's get ready for the NFL. By the way, Vegas runner joining us here on the Geico Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline. Uh, Sean Watson gone. Uh, how much does that affect the line? I know it started at 14. They were a 14-point favorite. What happened when he went down? How much did the line change? And did the pros jump all over that, or did they stay away from this now, game? The, the pros jumped on Indianapolis right away. Wow. Account, accounts that I provide, um, they bet plus 12.5 in them. Not not the, the adjusted number. They took Indianapolis at plus 12.5. Um, whether they got the information right before the adjustment, I can't tell you, but that's what they bet in the accounts, Indianapolis. That was the move, plus 12.5 on that game, and the under was the steam plays on that side. The books adjusted. They, they made Watson around a touchdown. Now, you've got to remember, wow. the market's going to decide where that line goes tomorrow as the betters get to the window. The Sharps didn't really fire after that. You know, they took Indianapolis plus the 12 and a half. Like I said, once they, they took the line down and put it back up, you haven't seen movement. So it'll be interesting to see what the, the casual betters do. Because once it's gone up, they put it back up at seven, it has stayed at seven. Because you got to remember, was it 13? Betting syndicates got involved with it plus 13, plus 12 and a half, plus 12 right around there. It got to 11. Then they took it down, put it back up at seven. It's been at seven, staying at seven. So the market's going to decide what they think he's worth. Odds makers say seven. You know, you kind of got to look from the, the starter to the drop-off, and it's kind of hard. I don't know. Is he worth seven? I mean, Tom Brady, they say, is worth seven. You know, Aaron yeah. Rodgers is worth seven. Is Deshaun worth seven? The, the odds makers seem to think so. Will there be a lot of action on this game, or are people going to go ahead and stay away from this one? You know, I think they are going to stay away from it. Looking at the volume early, it's one of the lower bet games tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, it, it's right up there. With the, the, I'm looking at the volume. It's getting the same volume the Cardinals-Niners game's getting, <laughs> you know, to be honest with you. Has <laughs> or the Bengals-Jaguars, same volume. I was going to ask, has anything changed now that San Francisco's picked up Jimmy Garoppolo? And I know he's not going to play this weekend, but uh, and they said they're not even sure they're going to play him at all the rest of the year, which is the craziest thing I ever heard. Does anything change with San Francisco because of that? Yeah, you know what? It, immediately it did. Great question, because Arizona opens a two-point favorite. It drops the pick when you wow. hear about the Garoppolo. It took, you know, it didn't take long to find out he's not going to play. Right. And within hours, it went back to two. Arizona minus two, and now up to minus two and a half. So, you know, right away there was a dip, but as soon as the information was confirmed, it was adjusted right back to where it was. Vegas runner, what's going on in the Kansas City-Dallas game? Yes, Ezekiel Elliott will play. How did that change the line? Did uh, people quickly jump on Dallas? Are they afraid of the Cowboys because Kansas City's coming to town? 
Yeah, that, that money's coming in on Dallas. Open the pick em, up to minus two and a half, and you have to lay minus 15 um, to win 100. So it's going to go to three most likely by kickoff. Only three afternoon games tomorrow. Seattle, Washington, it'll be all one-sided on Seattle. Arizona, San Francisco, not really an attractive game. And then Kansas City, Dallas. So that's going to get all the action. And the, the fact that the wise guys have also gotten down on the over, total open 51. So the betting syndicates got down on the over. The public's on the over. Um, it'll be interesting to see if the Sharps come in on Kansas City, if this gets to three. Otherwise, it's going to be all Dallas and over, and the books are going to need, be needing Kansas City in a, in a low-scoring game. You know, an old rivalry getting renewed, Oakland and Miami. Back in the day, this would be like the feature game back, what, 30 years ago. Now, Dolphins get rid of Jay Ajayi, and how does that affect things? I know that a running back side could affect, especially somebody like him, not going to affect the line, but does that kind of give the perception like the Dolphins are, I don't know, waving the white flag? Is that why they're a three-point dog at home? Because it's not like the Raiders have been world beaters this year. I think so, Arnie, because he shouldn't have moved the needle. You know, he, he really shouldn't right. have. Now, granted, uh, a Jai had a great season last year. You know, it is what it is. He's 24 years old, got to the Pro Bowl, 1,200 years, rushed for 200-plus yards three times. That's all great. But advanced analytics-wise, those guys say his, his, his numbers really aren't that impressive. They're, they're more skewed towards the home run, you know, and, it just, and he doesn't get the yardage that you need from a running back. So he shouldn't have moved the needle, but it appears he did because because it was two and a half, and it may look like a half-point move, but from two and a half to three, especially on a road team, making a home team a three-point dog now, that's a significant move with three being the, the most key number in the NFL. So rest assured, there's money on Oakland, and I think come Sunday night, that one will be one of the most biggest bet games for Sunday. It's always the primetime game. Um, it's going to be one-sided Oakland money for sure. The question is, well, you'll see any Sharps come in, take Miami. They tend to like home dogs. So you know, they may come in and, and limit some of the exposure, but I think it's going to be a lot of one-sided money on Oakland from the public tomorrow. I don't think you're going to see much, uh, you know, confidence in Miami after that shutout last week. Which game is getting the most action tomorrow? Uh, right now, you, you got to look at the uh, uh, Rams against the New York Giants. One-sided, wow. one-sided Rams money and Seattle. They're betting Seattle only, like like Washington just. Isn't, isn't even showing up. Like they're just going to stay. They're staying in Washington. They're going to send. They're sending the backups out to Seattle. They figure, ah, we're going to get the loss Why anyway. That? That's, that's how they're betting because, that game. Yeah. That, that's surprising because they're, that's a seven-point line in that one. Yeah, it is. And it's not like – yeah, Seattle's been coming on down the stretch, uh, but yeah, they haven't been all that impressive. And, again, with Washington coming in not having covered four straight, you know that the line's going to be shaded a little in their favor. Um, I think this line may be a little too high. It's, it's above that key seven. I'm seeing seven and a half, even seeing eight out there. I think it's going to keep climbing as money keeps coming in on, on Seattle. Like I said – well, the books are saying they're not getting any Washington money, even at seven and a half. All right, before I let you go, what's going on in the NBA is uh, because it seems like with Golden State off to a little bit of a slow start, with Cleveland off to a little bit of a, a slow start, that's good for the books, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's great for the books. Yeah. Yeah, but the only negative is that, you know, it's usually the, the Sharps versus the books, except for nights where there's not football. But like a night like tonight, the only ones – blasting NBA is the Sharps, you know, and that's why you're seeing totals move in the way they did today. The, the regular casual bettors, they're not really betting NBA on days like this, but on days where there's not 
NFL, they're betting and they're betting the teams that they expect to be good. And because those teams aren't covering, the books are cleaning up early on. All right, Vegas Rudder, always a pleasure. Have a great day tomorrow, and we'll speak to you next week, buddy. Thanks for having me, Arnie. Enjoy the games. All right, take care. You can check him out at TheBigMoves.com. That's TheBigMoves.com. You can also tweet him at Greek underscore Gambler. That's Greek underscore Gambler. I'm sure DeSegas can't wait to tell you that my Wildcats are losing <laughs> 21 to 6 at halftime. Can you, DeSegas? Actually, I was going to get to fights before football because sure. the main event at Madison Square Garden is underway in New York at UFC one uh, two seventeen. We're going to UFC before USC, but it's George Bisping's middleweight title fight against veteran George Saint Pierre, and they are underway. Before this, T.J. Dillashaw came back from being knocked down round one to beat Cody Garbrandt. There was also boxing in Brooklyn tonight. Deontay Wilder with a first round knockout win. So all of that going on in the East this evening. And you know, my- I boxed in college. You boxed yeah, in I college. I had one fight. No, I did. I, I, I signed myself up for one fight. You mean you got hit? Well, no, no, no. I'm serious. I got into the ring with this guy. Oh, I it was in the ring. I just no, thought you got ring. hit. Totally, yeah. I was oh, okay. totally in the ring. I signed up like a damn fool because I was going to try to impress this girl. And the guy I signed up with actually was a boxer, and I wasn't. And it, it was, <laughs> he stepped on my foot when I went to fall down because he went to knock me down. And I twisted my foot and they had to stop the fight. This was like 30 seconds into the fight. It sounds like some Dick Van Dyke show episode. Oh, it was fantastic. Congratulations so on your great Thank boxing you. career. Thank you. Thank Top you. 25 match of college football at the L.A. Coliseum. USC leading 21-6 at the half against Arizona. Trojans with over 300 yards of offense. Arizona with Ouch. 93 Nine three sports fans at a block for the first time to say move <laughs> block, along. Block punt, block punt scored the first touchdown for SC. Sam Darnold did have an interception, so it's only twenty one six at the half. Meanwhile, the late game on FS one has started the fourth quarter at twelfth ranked Washington thirty eight three Huskies over Oregon, which is the Ducks are going to fall to two and five in conference. Great news! There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in fifteen minutes, you could save fifteen percent or more on car insurance wins for number one georgia number two alabama and number three notre dame which will play at 10th ranked miami next saturday night miami with virginia tech 28 to 10 vatek with four turnovers quarterback malik rozier of miami three total touchdowns and three interceptions in this victory number nine wisconsin is nine and oh without playing a single ranked team it won at indiana 45 17 wisconsin will host iowa next saturday afternoon iowa with the upset win over sixth ranked ohio state 55-24. Michigan State kicked a field goal final play to beat Penn State 27-24. Oklahoma wins 62-52 at Oklahoma State. Clemson held on for a 38-31 victory at NC State. TCU tonight beat Texas 24-7. The Texans Longhorn, Texas Longhorns 4-5. and Horrible. Also, Auburn and Mississippi State with wins. Central Florida and Washington State with wins. West Virginia was ahead of 15th-ranked Iowa State 20 to nothing just before halftime. 20-16 to West Virginia. The final in that one. Back to you. All right. Thanks a lot to Sager. My pick's coming up in about, oh, 15, 16 minutes from now. So you want to stick around for that as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy. To save 15% or more in car insurance with GEICO. All you have to do is go to GEICO.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. And remember, the only hard part, well, that's figuring out 
which way is easier. Yes, my Wildcats are trailing USC 21-6 that game at the half. Not over yet, only down by 15, but USC's been just uh, taking clumps of yards with the running game. Sam Darnold back on track after a slow start, so we'll see if Arizona can make a second-half run uh, in that one. You know, Also, I want to bring up Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, everybody was talking about the trade this week to San Francisco. I was not surprised. I might have been like the only person in the world not surprised. Uh, I work, in case you don't know, I work up here in the Northeast. I'm on the border of New York and Vermont. I live in Vermont where we carry the Patriots on our local station here. We're three and a half hours away from Boston. I've been saying all along the Patriots had no choice. You weren't going to bring back Jimmy Garoppolo with the franchise tag and pay a backup quarterback what, 22, 23 million? Let's just round it out to 25. Let's, let's, let's just round it out. You're going to pay a backup quarterback $25 million to sit on the bench and do nothing? No. I don't care what you think of him. That wasn't going to happen. And I believe they really missed their mark when they didn't get rid of him during the time of the NFL trading or during the time of the NFL draft. They were afraid that Tom Brady was not going to be able to rebound after having an MVP year and come back with another good year because he was turning 40. Well, they're watching Tom Brady having another great year. So now they say, okay, let's just go ahead and empty house. They got rid of Jacoby Brissett, and now they get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. I got to tell you, first of all, if I'm Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm not so sure I'm happy to be going to the San Francisco 49ers. You know, when I was younger, and I hate to say that, you know, get off my lawn, I'm going to raise my fist and, and shake it at the sky. But the 49ers were an iconic team. Cowboys, an iconic team. But these teams over the last 20 years or so, for the most part, have been miserable. I know there's been a few up years, a little bit here, a little bit there. And I guess it's better than going to the Cleveland Browns. But going to San Francisco's no great shakes either. And I know, yes, they lost their what, first four games by, what, like five or six points or less. Maybe they'll turn the corner. Maybe they won't. I'm not so sure Garoppolo's is great. And everybody, as everybody's making him out to be, the next coming of Tom Brady. Hey, he's good looking. I'll give him that. But overall, you know, we've got a, a small sampling size on Jimmy Garoppolo. What makes him the next coming? What you saw in that small sample size? Because I didn't see anything, you know, that said, wow, there's Aaron Rodgers. Wow. There's the next coming of, the, uh, of Tom Brady. I saw an okay quarterback. I saw a good quarterback. But when you play for the Patriots, everybody looks like a good quarterback. You could take the quarterback from the Browns and put him on the Patriots, and they look like a good quarterback. Heck, Jacoby Brissett won a game with the Patriots. He looked like a pretty damn good quarterback, and I'm not saying he's any worse because I actually think he's doing a pretty good job with the Colts. But you look so much better when you play for the Patriots. I really believe... Now that Jimmy Garoppolo's gone, Tom Brady's going to get his way. He's going to play for the next, what, three, four, five years. Probably retire at the age of, let's say, around 45. Let's round that out. And that's when him and Bill Belichick go off into the future. Though, I got to tell you this. After hearing the reports that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are really not close, and it's Tom Brady and Robert Kraft that are close, I'm wondering if Belichick does go out the same year Brady goes out. Does he go out a year before Brady? Does he go out the year after Brady? I got to kind of feel that Belichick says, I want to leave before, because that's his rationale, right? Get rid of a players a year or two before they're worthless. 
I got a feeling that Belichick's going to walk away from the game before Brady does and say, okay, now that I'm gone, look what Tom Brady's going to do at the age of 44. And we all know that Brady's going to have a tough time at the age of 43, 44, 45. I think Belichick walks away in the next three or four years and leaves Brady at his, uh, by himself for the last year or two. So if you want to comment on that, stinking genius one, S-T-I-N-K-I-N, genius, G-N-I-U-S, and the number one. But now that Jimmy Garoppolo traded to San Francisco, and by the way, for a second-round pick, and now everybody's saying, oh, Cleveland was never going to offer him a first-round pick, yet alone two first-round picks, baloney. There's no doubt in my mind Cleveland would have given him that second first-round selection uh, in the NFL draft. No doubt in that. They just didn't want to go and pull the trigger back then. So now they say, well, we couldn't have gotten it, and this is the best we could do as a second-round pick. Baloney. I'm not buying that for a second, okay? I'm not buying that for a second. So we all knew that Jimmy Garoppolo had to leave because after this year, what were we going to do? Either franchise tag him or if you traded him, after the year, he's going to be a free agent. You can't franchise tag him, and you can't re-up him and do a sign-and-trade deal. So you're pretty much, you're pretty much stuck. I'm surprised. Actually, the only thing I was surprised about, that it took this long for the Patriots to make a decision. This is something that should have been made a long, long time ago, and they really dropped the ball. Did they lose out on a whole bunch? Probably not. But I really believe they lost out on a little bit when they didn't get Cleveland's first-round selection, which was late in the first round. Sooner Mike, where's the stinking genius show? Nobody wants to hear about Butch Jones. Well, you guys did win. i got to give you credit for that. You did win. Could you imagine how hot it would have gotten for Butch Jones had they not won today? So, look, when he wins, he's going to talk, and he'll talk for a long, long time, though. I don't know if it's going to help, uh, really, to be honest with you, on what's going on at Tennessee. All right, NFL, uh, Week 9 coming up, Monster Games. I brought up Deshaun Watson, uh, who will be gone for the rest of the year. How is that going to affect the Houston Texans uh, team this year, or going forward? How is it going to affect it tomorrow? They went from a 14-point favorite down to a 7-point favorite. And just to put it in perspective, as you heard Vegas runners say, that's the type of line drop that's reserved for somebody like an Aaron Rodgers, for somebody like a Tom Brady. Uh, I'm not so sure that that's for somebody like a Deshaun Watson to go from a 14 to a 7. Does this mean the Texans go back to their old ways? Does this mean they have a stagnant offense and they lose to the Colts? I guess we'll find out in about 24 hours. One of the games that's the feature game there, definitely looking forward to that. And like I said when I was talking to Vegas Runner, The Dolphins and the Raiders. I mean, you want to go back 30 years ago. This was like one of the feature, like, matchups, one of the rivalries, one of the old-school NFL matchups out there. Uh, And now it's kind of like an afterthought and a big game for both. Raiders can't afford to lose. Let's let's just be honest. You lose this game, I think they drop, what, to three and six. And you could write down, you could write off any chance, any chance, of going to the playoffs. It will be all but over for them. And the Dolphins, 4-3, and three, I mean, they're still in it, even with the trade to Ajayi to Philadelphia. They're still in it at 4-3. and three. They get a home victory here. They're back at 5-3. and three, And uh, right up there with the Bills and only, what, a, a game behind the Patriots who have the bye week. So, you know, a monster game for both teams in this situation. And how is that going to affect, by the way, speaking about Jay Ajayi, uh, going to Philadelphia, 
I mean, geez, they not only look like the best team in the NFL, they don't look like anybody's close to them. Philadelphia Eagles have to be the favorites, and I mean that over the New England Patriots also. Can you imagine a Patriots-Eagles Super Bowl? How crazy would that be? We're going to come back. I got a couple stories I want to get to. There was an ex-NFL player that won his, his debut in the ring. I'll get to that. We'll talk about the Verlander wedding. Plus, you'll get my picks for the games tomorrow. So all that's coming up next. I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. All right, great news, everybody. There's a quick way you can save money. Just switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Um, Coming up next, though, coming up at the top of the hour, straight out of Vegas. Love the show. If you're into the Vegas perspective, you got to check out Straight Out of Vegas by Buddy R.J. Bell, Steve Cofield. Uh, That's coming up at the top of the hour. And uh, if you've not had a chance to listen to it, you should check it out. Everything you want to know from the Vegas perspective. And Vegas, such a big part of sports now. I mean, my goodness. So uh, they're coming up at the top of the hour. A couple of stories I want to get to before I get to my picks. Former NFL defensive end Greg Hardy, you guys remember him last played for the Dallas Cowboys. He eventually wants to fight in the UFC. Well, his mixed martial arts career got off to a pretty good start. He won his amateur bout, scoring a first-round knockout in 32 seconds over fellow amateur Joe Hawkins. That, I believe it was his first fight also at the rise of a Warrior 21. I don't even know where that is. Hardy landed a stiff right hand that floored Hawkins early, then followed with a series of punches before the referee stopped the fight. After the fight, Hardy said, I'm ecstatic. I've been humbled a lot in the last two years. I'm super excited to be able to compete. I'm super excited to be able to get back in the area. I'm super excited. We probably meant arena. I'm super excited to get back to the Greg Hardy everybody knows and remembers and give back to my fans. So there you go. And by the way, he entered the cage wearing a white skeleton mask. He's only 29 years old. I'm curious to see if he has much of a... Uh, MMA career or UFC career or anything like that. And, you know, we all want to root against him because of all the allegations and stuff that happened. So I'm, uh, I'm curious to see how well he's going to do uh, coming up uh, in the future. And also Justin Verlander. I mean, how great is this guy? Gets traded from, uh, from Detroit. I was going to say from the Lions. Gets traded from the Tigers, right? Goes to the Astros. Helps them win a uh, World Series. After that, him and Kate Upton jet off to Italy where they get married. And I got to tell you something. I mean, obviously, she's a, an 11 out of 10. She's a knockout. He's, he's a good-looking guy, but he's only like a 7 or 8, you know? It's not like he's a George Clooney or anything like that, guys. He's, he's good-looking, but uh, let's be honest. She's, uh, she's unbelievable. Anyway, they get married uh, in Italy, and they, fly, they must have had this plan, I guess, a long, long time. Verlander, 34. And uh, Upton, 25. So, uh, And they didn't get uh, participate in the team's parade on Friday. Uh, they uh, went ahead and they went off to Italy. They get married. Congratulations uh, to the bride and groom in that one. All right, Bobo, give me a little music. Let me get to my NFL picks. Big weekend, week nine in the NFL tomorrow. So give me a little music. We'll go ahead and start at the top. And by the way, I've been red hot. 
on my uh, football selections. I don't know. You guys, usually when I'm bad, I know I get the text like crazy. Not be getting a lot of texts like that. Not be getting a lot of texts because I know I've been crushing it. I've been having just a great, great season so far. So let's get to the top. I'm going to take the Rams on the road, lay four and a half against the Giants. Never thought I would ever have to lay four and a half with the Rams on the road, especially when they're playing the Giants. But I'm going to do it. I've got to do it. I have no confidence in the Giants. Give me Jacksonville. Minus six at home against Cincinnati. A lot of lumbered away. That line opened up at three and a half, but that's good enough. I, I believe in Jacksonville. I'll lay the six. You know what? I know that Sean Watson obviously going for the rest of the year, but I'm still going to take Houston minus the seven against Indianapolis. I think now there's value in the only way in seven. I think they rally around to Sean. They win the game. Maybe they have trouble for the rest of the year, but I think they look good in this game. Give me Kansas City plus the two and a half against the Dallas Cowboys. Even though Ezekiel Elliott will play in this game, I don't care. Kansas City is the better team, and I'm getting two and a half points. Give me my Dolphins. Plus the three against the Raiders. I think that's a bargain. Raiders have not been world beaters, and I'm getting three at home. Give me the underdog, those home underdogs. And speaking about home underdogs, give me the Green Bay Packers. Plus two over. Over the Detroit Lions. So there you have my picks. Do with them as you please. But please, please, please remember now, they are strictly for entertainment purposes only. USC still up 21-6 over my Arizona Wildcats. We'll see what's going on with that review. Uh, I want to thank the crew out there, Bobo, who was filling in for Raider Ryan today, who I usually like to give uh, crap to. Eminem was producing the show today. Thanks to DeSager with all the updates. Dan Rubenstein also joining us. Thanks to Vegas Runner. Like I said, coming up at the top of the hour, straight out of Vegas. If you want that Vegas perspective, you get it with R.J. Bell and Steve Cofield. Stick around for them. Happy birthday to Brian No, who turned 40, who's ten, what two years older than I am, for crying out loud. <laughs> Appreciate everybody. I'll be back tomorrow with my partner, Chris Mike, right here on Fox Sports Radio. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. From football playoffs to basketball madness, 
TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com.